fuzzy USB. What is around six months ago now. And the purpose of this page was to be the person that I never had. And I'll explain a little bit what that means. So growing up in, in a working class background, growing up as a young man, who was an ethnic minority, went to one of the worst schools in the country, barely scraped five GCSEs, didn't even know what university was until I was in my second year of college. I didn't grow up with any role models or seeing any people like me. And the biggest part of starting this page was to be that person I never had, to be someone who, even if it's one or two, youths like me you could hopefully inshallah look up to and relate to and to bridge that gap for young working class people and furthermore not just for representation but to encourage self-development because coming to university and leaving my comfort zone leaving my bubble in my community i became so aware of how much self-development and i'll explain what i mean by that self-development in terms of bettering yourself, having ambition, expanding your cultural capital, whether that's reading or watching podcasts or taking up new hobbies or your social capital, meeting people from different backgrounds and communities that you wouldn't usually spend time with. All of those are so stigmatised in working class communities. And that's partly down to myself, to ourself, that internalised self-hatred that we've been and internalised insecurity that we've that we've developed growing up, but also because that's, that's what society and those above us expect from us in a sense. So the aim of this page is to try reverse that in the small way I can, inshallah, and be the change you wanna see. That's very much the motto of this podcast and this page. And one way I hope to do it in this podcast, I'm, an advocate for reflection and introspection. And in this podcast, I thought, what better way to advocate it than to do it myself and to have you listen in on it and to hopefully learn something from it in a more in a more intimate way. Because I can't be preaching I I can't be preaching all this all this stuff but then not do it myself and not show to being shown to have done it. Because I think back to myself when I was younger if I saw someone like me in a page I'm trying to create, what better way for for me, a younger version of me, to start reflecting and start introspecting and start asking myself these tough questions than for that person to do it? So that's the point of this podcast and that's the purpose and mission behind this page. So yeah, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. And I hope you learned something from it. So... We're going to get started without further ado. So I've got two slides to cover and I've got a few other things I want to cover as well. So again, this format is very conversational. So sit back, relax, listen, wherever you are. So I want to touch on five habits to make your, to make your 2023 your best year, your best year. And yeah, sorry for the hyperbolic title blame the instagram algorithm for that and then i want to touch upon five questions to ask yourself before 2023 
and I'm going to ask myself them and hopefully you can in the process ask and reflect while I'm speaking about them so without further ado let's get started right, before that I need some water so where's my bottle I tell you what no wonder these podcast man keep like big bottles of water near them at all times because fucking hell my mouth is dry sorry about that I'm literally recording the second part right after the first part so that time went quick I, I was speaking for over an hour easily so we just see how long I go on for I'm already touching six minutes fucking hell right so <laughs> five habits to make your 2023 your best year Let's get into it. And bear in mind, I haven't actually looked at these for a couple of weeks. I wanted it to be a surprise and I wanted to reflect on what I wrote on the spot for a more authentic listen. So number one, I wrote, and this goes back to what I was saying before in the previous part. Number one, I wrote, start reflecting. And I made notes as such. If you don't know yourself, You'll never to be you'll never be able to know a thing. That's a quote from Stephen Bartlett right there that I stole. That is why this year put time into learning more about yourself, whether that's keeping a journal, weekly reflections, or speaking aloud. Instead of internalizing your feelings, express them. Ask yourself tough questions, keep yourself accountable, and learn more about yourself. And we touched upon a lot of these topics in the first part. And I I spoke about how important reflection has been for me this year and my own personal growth and development. And I can't tell you, but before, I've always liked to see myself, I always used to say things like, oh, I'm a very self-aware person, right? And there was a bit of, that was the chair, just clarify that. And I always used to say that growing up, right? And I, looking back, I said that with a degree of arrogance. It's a bit of self-righteousness, right? Keep myself accountable. And it wasn't until I started reflecting that I realised how little we actually know about ourselves. Not just me, but everyone in general. Because there is so much that gets internalized and exported to your subconscious. I mean, if you think about it simply from a neurological standpoint, we can't, we can't store everything in the conscious. Our, our, our conscious mind couldn't cope with it all. So there is so much stored in our subconscious. So actually to unpack, to unpack your feelings and thoughts, you learn so much more about yourself and you learn so much about your the reasons behind behaviors and perhaps past traumas or or coping mechanisms and that was definitely definitely the case for me i'll give you an example so one thing i've been i've been conscious of i've kind of come to terms with this year in in reflecting is my unhealthy relationship with food and almost using it as a sort of number and 
the unconscious relationship I had it as, you know, it's the common saying, food, food never fails you, right? And thinking back to when I was a child and perhaps I was feeling stressed or anxious or, or worse, I would always turn to foods and the relationship that has been burned into my subconscious is when you are feeling anxious, when you are feeling that feeling, that lack of dopamine, to turn to that because that will make you feel better. That will give you the dopamine intake that you need. And I actually came to that realisation when I was listening to Dive CEO, the podcast with uh, Gabor Matti. He's a trauma expert and addiction expert. I probably butchered his name, but look him up. G- G-A-B-O-R and then Mate. So mate, essentially, is the spelling. And he said that when you're dealing with an unhealthy habit or addiction, instead of focusing on the negative aspect of it, which we tend to do, right? So, for example, I would always, I had always kind of focused on whenever I binge eat, oh, it's not good for me. It's I'm putting on weight. I feel sluggish. This and that. But he said something so fascinating to me that made me question myself. That instead of asking what's bad about the addiction or unhealthy habit ask what's good ask what's good what is the role of that habit and that's something I contended with for a while I thought what is the role of my binge eating what is the role of that habit what is good about it and I started to unpack it I was like right well what's good about it is it is it's a comfort right it numbs any sense of anxiety and pain it gives me that dopamine intake and speaking honestly it takes me back to a better a not better but a more simple nostalgic time in my life right you know I remember the the days where me and my me and my brother would just go to my dad's chill eat eat shit all day at the weekends and he talked about those addictions and habits as almost a vehicle to take you back to a moment and take you back to a feeling, right? I guess the same applies for people who have alcohol addictions, perhaps, where a lot of the times their alcohol addiction takes them back to that. Perhaps it's a memory they have with alcohol, you know? Or perhaps it's that feeling of confidence they had when they first drank. So each of these unhealthy habits has a role and a purpose. And when you understand that role and purpose, I guess you can start saying, right, so, so when I'm feeling like that, be conscious that it's, that's the role and in turn, turn to more healthy roles. Turn to more healthy habits for that dopamine intake and for that confidence, whatever it is. So yeah, that was a, that's just an example of the power of reflection so start reflecting people start reflecting i'm interested to know is jot down while you're listening to this what comes to mind when you think of these topics what has your relationship been with unhealthy habits or addictions and ask yourself what is the good part about it what is the role of it and you might just learn more more than you thought number two Prioritize your health. And I noted as so. 
A lot of the time, your physical state can be a reflection of your mental. What you put in is going to reflect what you put out this year. So start putting your health first. Whether that's eating cleaner, going to the gym or starting a sport, take action. And this one's self-explanatory, right? We, we all know the benefits of health and prioritising our health. It's well documented from gym and lifestyle influencers, etc. However, there's also a psychological aspect that is oftentimes not, not talked about, which is, which is often, and I have, I've been a victim of this, not a victim of this, but I've experienced this myself. I've experienced body dysmorphia and quite, quite severely growing up. And oftentimes, instead of prioritising our health, we prioritise, we almost see aesthetic, our aesthetics as synonymous with health, when in fact that's not the case. When you say prioritise your health, people then think, right, six pack, slim, you know, whatever it is, when in fact that's not the case. Your health is so much more than that. Your physical health is so much more than that. And this year, I've, tr- I've tried to keep that in focus. And it's an, it's an ongoing battle because there's a lot of rewiring you have to do to have that mindset. And especially in this day and age where you can't go five seconds without seeing, seeing you know, distorted body images or whatever on social media. It's so hard to separate health from aesthetic. But in fact, especially at the beginning of the year, one, one I, was, I was in terrible shape end of year one. And when I went into year two, I said to myself, right, I don't have any goals aesthetically. I don't have a certain amount of weight I want to lose. I just want to be more healthy. I just want to work on my health. And in fact, I'm going to master the art of showing up to the gym, of going on runs and things like that without any aesthetic goal. And I felt so much better for that because I didn't have that external, I wasn't driven by external motivation or aesthetics. So perhaps that might, that, that might help you. And I'd be lying to say that's consistently prevailed throughout. It definitely hasn't because I, like many of us, get into phases of unhealthy obsession with aesthetics and it's ne- it's never sustainable is it i know from my experience it's never sustainable i always when i start to focus and get caught up in aesthetics it never lasts and it's never sustainable because then you think well, what's the point what's the point and then body dysmorphia kicks in you think all right i'm not even skinny i'm not where i want to be but instead prioritize your health prioritize how you're feeling rather than how you're looking and move on nicely to number three, which is start learning outside the classroom. It's a nice little quote I stole from Amano. But he mentioned it. He doesn't know where the quote's from either. And he says, I said it to him. I definitely didn't. I took claim at the time, but I definitely didn't. Which is, don't let school get in the way of your education. Wow, so fucking true. There's more to life and learning than your syllabus. So start learning outside it. Whether that's reading books, researching topics, or learning a new skill, investing in your general knowledge and soft skills are so important. So invest in yourself this year. 
And again, that's something that I've had a big focus on this year. And it's a bit of a double-edged sword because that in itself is also a big reason why my, why my, my school results have suffered this year. However, everything comes at a cost, right? And I feel so much more fulfilled learning outside the classroom, you know, reading books, learning new skills, whether that's public speaking or body language, whatever it is. And okay, that costs me some time I could be spending on my degree and politics and that kind of stuff. However, that's something I'm willing to accept because I know in the long run, these skills and this knowledge that I'm learning outside the classroom is going to come in handy so much more than my than my degree, right? So ask yourself the same question. Ask yourself, am I learning enough outside the classroom? Where are my, where are my soft skills at? Where is my general knowledge at? Where do I want to be? Are there topics that interest you? Is it public speaking or body language or psychology that you've always wanted to know, but you just get caught up in your degree? Maybe you should set time for that next year. Completely up to you. I couldn't recommend it more. Like the quote says, don't let school get in the way of your education. Could not agree more. I'm just going to take another sip of water before we move on to the next one. Oh, right, my throat is, my throat is on ropes. Okay. Next one. Number four. Two left. Number four. Seek new challenges. Make a habit of stepping out of your comfort zone. We intrinsically as humans like comfort because it keeps us safe and fulfills that ancient survival instinct wired into our brain. However, this simultaneously works against our best interests. Be conscious of this and change it this year. Step outside your comfort zone and growth will follow. And this is a point that I've heard talked about quite a lot in when I've been researching psychology or neuroscience or listening to podcasts. And it's, fast, it's so fascinating that in this age we're in now, this hyper-interactive age, our, our brain's not wired to cope with this much information and to cope with this much dopamine or whatever. Our brain is wired for comfort. Our brain is wired for survival, ultimately. That's what the limbic part of the brain, which is the key decision-making, the part of the brain that's involved in your decision-making, is for that's where your fight or flight instinct comes from. That's where all your decision making comes from. And whereas that's good in certain moments, it can hold you back. Because if you, your brain is working to keep you safe. So those butterflies you get in your stomach, those nerves you're feeling, that's, that's your body, that's your fight or flight instinct kicking in. Saying, oh, I don't know about this. Maybe, maybe, maybe calm down, you know. That's that survival instinct coming back. And it's being conscious of this fact and accepting it, rationalising it, saying, okay, I feel this way. Deep breath, this is normal, but this is ultimately key for my growth and this is where I need to be. So yeah, a fascinating point and something that I've been conscious of this year. I tell you what, neuroscience is so fucking fascinating. Like, there's research. I tell you what, re, re, if you if you have time, people, research just like basics of neuroscience or something like that. 
it is so fucking fascinating to research but yeah back on to the last but by no means least final point number five which is grow your network do you know more people than you did last year not simply acquaintances but people you can rely on people you can learn from people that can add value to your life if not then start expanding your network seek out different types of people network and appreciate the power of people it only takes one person to change your life and that is something that walla has changed my life this year you know i talk about it a lot on osb but linkedin people linkedin and i i think i think the people i met in second year especially shannon if you listen to this shout out shannon who introduced me to linkedin and introduced me to to networking and it has been the best one of the best things i've done this year for my growth for my for my self-esteem for my knowledge i've met so many amazing people through networking and like i like i said in in my notes it only takes one person to change your life and it's a it's a ultimately quite a, a sad saying in some senses but it's in the same light true that your network is your net worth and you never know where where a piece of advice that changes your life where a job that might change your life where an opportunity that might change your life comes from it only takes one person and you'll find that once you start putting effort into networking that it's a snowball effect someone someone or someone knows someone you get me like someone knows someone who introduced you to someone and it will just keep snowballing so work on expanding your network and there's this one thing i want to do when i get back to england there's i know there's young people networking events you can go to that's something i'm definitely going to do when i'm back of course linkedin is a great tool for that again don't be afraid to pop up to people on linkedin to start conversation it's the platform for that it's the part of the game in that sense so grow your network is networking something you've been conscious of is it something that you've put into effort this year and if so how has it helped if not why not what's holding you back from networking because i know what was holding me back and that was that i think two things that have just come to mind almost a fear of first a fear of rejection right whenever you meet new people it's it's quite nerve-wracking because you're scared of you're scared of rejection you're scared you won't get on you're scared to approach people however just trying to keep in mind what what's the worst that can that can fucking happen like we don't get on then what then what no one cares you're only takes one person to change your life so what's the what's the harm in going up to someone starting a conversation no harm to it and that's your again going back to your brain that's your brain trying to convince you and hold you back and also for me personally i don't i don't know if people relate to this one but there's almost a, a insecurity that i carried from carried from my upbringing i think is 
that almost imposter syndrome that I don't belong in these spaces, I don't belong around these types of people. And that self-doubt starts to creep in, doesn't it? And you're scared to say the wrong thing. You're scared that they might secretly like snigger at your accent or something like that. But what one what one thing that comes to mind is just trying to em- embrace that feeling and acknowledge that imposter syndrome is actually it's normal. And in fact, that's that's where you want to be. That's where you want to be. You don't ever want to be comfortable. You always want to be feeling like an imposter because that means you're in a different room. And most of the time, it's our insecurity that's holding us back. And for sure, that was that was me. You know, you say you say shit like, oh, "I want to, I want to be around like middle, these middle class people, whatever." You know, but that's really just that internalized imposter syndrome and insecurity talking. So. Yeah. Number five, grow your network. And yeah, that concludes five habits to make your 2023 your best year. That brings us up to the halfway stage, really. 30 minutes, not too bad. Quicker than the last one, I think. Probably not. So yeah, I'm going to take a little, little water break. Next up, we have five questions to ask yourself before 2023 and I'm going to ask myself them with you guys and I posted them on my page but I haven't actually (laughs) I haven't actually answered them myself yet I was thinking oh should I do it like close to the time but then I literally just got an urge when I came back to my room (laughs) I got an urge to do this podcast and to to reflect and ask myself these questions so yeah that's what we're going to do now water break at this halfway stage don't forget to hit the hit the follow button if i post it on youtube i'm not sure yet see how the editing goes hit the subscribe button and yeah again thank you for watching thank you for listening if you got this far so five questions to ask yourself before 2023 let's go so i'm gonna read out the questions first and foremost and you can take it down with me, you can pause, ask yourself them, and then listen to my reflections, whatever you, you want. Or just listen and ask yourself them after. Up to you. So, number one, what did I learn this year and how can I apply those lessons in 2023? Rah, I think I'm gonna have to take notes for this. Can't lie. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll speak as I'm taking, taking notes because it will just help me to process. So. I think the first thing on my mind when I ask myself that question is, is two things really. The first one is be curious. And, I, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So be curious. I think curiosity is something that is often overlooked, right? We, if I asked you to explain what is curiosity, I think I probably wouldn't be able to give you a solid definition, right? It's you think of someone who like likes to know things or whatever but I think there's a more profound profound meaning to it and I say that as one of my lessons I've learned this year because in the past I've I feel I've often been quite close-minded to other people other experiences 
like for, even something as tri- trivial as say I might look at someone wearing different clothes or or doing something different and say oh, that's a bit weird however one thing I've tried to develop is my curiosity is instead of instead of saying that's weird every time I, I say that now I I pause take a breath and say that's interesting I'll, I wonder why and it's about developing that habit of curiosity and develop developing my open mindedness and it goes back to what I was talking about in the last podcast where you can learn something from everybody and in fact it's so easy to disguise social social norms perhaps and your own beliefs and habits as as com- convention you know so anything that goes against what you believe or what you would do oh that's weird why is he or she doing that why is he or she thinking that when in fact part of being open minded is being curious and when i think about my ideal when i think about who i want to be I want to be open-minded. I want to be curious. So that's one thing that I've learned this year. And I definitely think living abroad and moving abroad has helped so much with that because it threw me into the deep end. It, it forced me to almost be curious. It forced me to question why we have certain social norms in the West, why I believe certain things are quote-unquote normal. And to actually, in fact, embrace that curiosity, embrace differences in people and in cultures and in social norms oh that's interesting i wonder why so number one i learned be curious number two i'm writing it down as i say it to be comfortable in yourself you have to be comfortable by yourself and again i this is if i was speaking to you a year ago, two years ago, the Aussie speaking to you then would say, I'm very, I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm very comfortable by myself. However, if I look at my, my track record, I don't think it, I don't think it correlated with those beliefs, right? The evidence didn't match up, you know? I'd been in relationships since I was, oh, right, like 14, 13. I grew up with, I grew up, me and my twins spent so much time together. Uh, I grew up in a very small and loving and close family. And without knowing it, I, I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't know how to turn to myself for, while I'd shouting outside. I didn't know how to turn to myself for happiness or comfort or reassurance because I'd always either turn to a partner for that or my family for that. And I came to the conclusion and this one of the amazing things about living abroad and being by myself for the first time was actually spending this time, uh, the most alone time I've spent in my whole life by myself, actually taught me to be comfortable by myself. And I'm a... I firmly believe that to be comfortable in yourself, you have to be comfortable by yourself. And that's what, that's a big lesson I've learned this year, for sure. So I'm gonna keep it to two points for each, each question, just cause I could, I could literally, well, I could be here for, for hours, but I wanna try and limit it to an hour, an episode. 
what held me back this year? Ooh, that's a good fucking question. Why? And what can I do to change that in 2023? Ooh, fuck. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm acting like I didn't, I didn't fucking write them. You get me? Like, <laughs> what held me back this year? Shit, what, what did hold me back this year? Ooh. Ooh, you know what? The first thing that just came into my mind was, was myself, which is interesting. I, I, wonder, I wonder why that, that came, that was the first thing that came into my mind. I, I guess perhaps I haven't this year always lived to my authentic self and I've allowed I've allowed troubles and certain situations to hold me back, whether that's family situations that have been going on or or in friendships or relationships. I think I say myself because I've almost been my own worst enemy, perhaps been in my mind too much, when in fact, sometimes you just need to get the ball rolling and I also I also bear in mind that I only started I've talked a lot about reflection and introspection but I didn't start I didn't start doing that that lesson I only started doing in July, July when I went to Thailand so half the year I was I was definitely my own worst enemy in some senses that in internalizing my problems, internalizing my feelings, really caused me a lot of harm in my friendships, relationships that could have been avoided. That that could have been avoided. And I've I've said this before, but the my internalize me internalizing my feelings, thoughts and so on manifested has manifested itself in not setting clear boundaries, in not being assertive, in not not in being bluntly shit at communication, communicating what I want, how I feel. That's had an adverse effect on the people around me and my relationships and friendships and so on. So yeah, that that held me back this year for for a large portion of the year. So going into twenty twenty three, I have to just keep being conscious of that, conscious of how I internalize my problems. And not just being conscious of it, because that's the easy part in some sense, but keep making steps towards being a more effective communicator, being more clear with your boundaries, being more assertive with the tip with the tips I've learned. So yeah, quite a quite a quite a deep answer, I know. Like what held me back this year? Myself. <laughs> so yeah, I hope that some of you could relate to that. So number three. Ooh, again, this is a very loaded question. Fuck me. I <laughs> should have put some easier ones. Okay, so how have I changed since last year? Why? And are these changes beneficial to my growth? God, yeah, God damn. Ooh, again, that's a, that's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think sometimes change, the word change is synonymous with growth. So who's to say what is change and what is growth right what what might be considered change to some people oh he's changed she's changed might they might say no i've i've just grown i've just grown as a person 
So how have I changed since since last year? I'm definitely more expressive, right? And I think that is because I've tried to embrace that no one actually cares, right? I, I wouldn't be one of my big insecurities before starting OSB and doing things like speaking on camera and even this podcast I'm doing right now is, does anyone want to actually fucking listen? Does anyone care? And just not getting hung up on what people think. So one, I'm definitely more expressive. I've, that's how I've changed this year. Two, if I if I think about a behaviour, perhaps definitely more self-conscious. I've talked about that in terms of my reflection. And of course, self-consciousness is a spectrum, right? And just because I'm more self-conscious than I was last year doesn't mean I'm where I want to be because it's an ongoing process. So I'm more self-conscious. Self-aware is probably the right word, the, the better word to use. And you, you know what? I would say I'm more, I'm more firm. And, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Like I said, I'd often avoided conflict and internalise my feelings and thoughts. And in doing so, I would not set clear boundaries and not set clear my opinions and feelings very clearly. And in trying to rewire that and trying to improve on that, perhaps at certain points I've been, been too firm and been too direct or too straightforward with people. However, I'm also conscious that like like I talked about in the first podcast, right? Your youth is is for testing those perimeters of life to find that happy medium that you're comfortable with. So I don't want to be too hard on myself in that sense. However, I want to be straightforward and accountable that in certain situations I definitely could have been been more diplomatic or or nicer. However, this is something that I'm contending with and still trying to find that happy medium. Yeah. So Put a question to yourself. How have you changed since last year? Why? And are these changes beneficial to your growth? Right. Am I closer to who I want to be? Why? And how can I be closer to my ideal in 2023? So I'll So ask yourself those questions as well. Am I closer to who I want to be? Why? And I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this one. I'm, I think I've already answered the first one in a certain sense throughout this podcast. So I'm going to answer the third one. How can I be closer to my idol in 2023? And I think in 2023, I need to be more action orientated. I've done a lot of work on my, my cultural capital and on my knowledge and building things. However, I think I speak for a lot of us where sometimes I can get caught up in the theoretical side of self-development, right? You know, it doesn't matter how many fucking books you read, but if you never put that knowledge into practice, then what's the point? And, you know, I, I like anyone else, I'm guilty of that. So next year, I want to put that knowledge into practice. I want to put that cultural capital into practice. I want to start investing and start making solid progress on my social enterprise and other goals that I have to be closer to my ideal. And that's a, a question I'll put, I'll put to you as well. How can you be closer to your ideal in 2023? And also, what is your ideal in terms of where do you want to be when you're 30 years old? What person do you want to be? What are the morals and values you want to have? All fascinating questions. And again, what are my goals for 2023? 
how am I going to achieve them and why am I prioritizing these goals over others? So again, just I'll quickly touch on a few for myself. Make sure to jot yours down as we're doing it. Some I can share with you is, again, I want to make a return on an asset investment. That's one goal I have for 2023. I want to launch an aspect of my or part program perhaps of my social enterprise. I want to have done my five year plan for that. I want to put a solid effective plan together. Because like I mentioned before, I've been a kind of victim of inaction in that sense. And I definitely could have done more this year. That's, that's 100% true. And what was the other one? Fuck, it just, <laughs> just slipped my mind. And I want to continue to invest in myself, but in, ta- in tangible ways. So I want to invest in public speaking training. I want to invest in vocal training to help with my communication. And I want to invest in therapy for myself to not only, there's so much I can do by myself, I'm conscious of, but I want to, I want to push myself outside, continue to seek that manageable discomfort that we were talking about and continue to push myself outside my comfort zone. And also I want to encourage more people from my background to take up things like that, to invest in themselves. And this is what I was talking about. It's the purpose of this page is to, is to be that person I never had. So if I'm preaching this, I have to do it myself. So yeah, those are my goals for 2023. Again, ask yourself, what are my goals for 2023? How am I going to achieve them? And why am I prioritizing these goals over others? So with that, come to the end of the podcast. So thank you people for listening. If you're still here with me, cheers. Cheers for listening all this way. I hope you've gained as much from it as I have just from just from speaking. And yeah thank you for listening man thank you for listening i really appreciate it stay tuned for more weekly content if you don't know where to find me find me at aussie osb that's ozzy underscore osb underscore and that's on tiktok instagram youtube as well so yeah stay tuned for weekly content don't make make sure to like comment subscribe and follow if you're watching this on instagram whatever platform you're on so yeah thank you i hope you enjoyed the second part of this podcast reflect rewind and reset 2023 yeah i hope you enjoy people and until next time thank you for listening thank you for watching have a blessed day catch you next time peace